It's a beautiful afternoon. Fall is coming, but it's not too cold yet. We still got some lingering of summer. It's not here yet. Yeah, it's beautiful weather outside, so let's talk about staying inside and watching some movies. That sounds like a good idea, Mark. It does sound like a good idea. I am your host. I am Mark. This is my good friend. I'm Jacob. Jacob, and every week we uh, get together, we talk about movies we like. Yeah. We discuss our favorite movies, movies we want to go see. And then, to cap it off, what do we do? We, we pitch a movie. We pitch a yeah. movie, and the other one has to decide to green light it. Yeah, yeah. It's, and uh, not every really time. Really, in the art of a decision. It has. What are the what are the what is the ranking on green lighting these movies? I think so far it's a hundred percent. Yeah, so we're really good at this, is what we're trying to say. <laughs> we are. And it looks like we have a sponsor today. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> peanut M&M's. No, peanut butter. Peanut butter M&M's. Yes, we, we talked about them last week, and I craved them. Yeah, well, I said that people are sleeping on how great peanut butter M&M's are. They are. We have a really then, uncomfortable pillow. But. And then, yeah, and then you came back. You came in, you tossed me a sharing-size bag. Mm-hmm. You have one for yourself. And you have a Skittles drink? Yeah, well, it's like this energy drink, because I was tired today. And I grabbed it. Uh, it's a C4 Skittles flavored energy drink. It's pretty good. It, it good? does taste like Skittles, actually, when you drink mm. it. And it's, I think it's like, oh, it's 10 calories. I thought it was zero calorie, but mm. still pretty low. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. I don't know if it's good for you. No, I don't think so, Mark. I don't think any energy drink's good for you, really. Yeah. That's why you should just drink pop, Dr. Say. <laughs> just true. keep drinking soda. I love that advice. That's what they say, yeah. yeah. Soda's great. Yeah, sodas and cigarettes. <laughs> That's what your doctor prescribes. <laughs> Doctors used to smoke, so that's true. I think they used to prescribe <laughs> yeah, cigarettes. They did. I eat about ten cigarettes. Oh well, how many cigarettes is this baby smoking a day? <laughs> that's why it's crying so much. Well, fewer bottles of naps, more cigarettes. <laughs> this baby should be working anyway. Why doesn't have a job? Yeah, it's true, Mark. Anyway, <laughs> stupid. Anyway. So, before you, we started recording, we were having a quick conversation. I show you something I just bought. Yeah. Which is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem cereal. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I haven't had a chance to break it. I literally just brought the box up here. Oh. And you got... I got the Charlie Brown cereal. It's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yes. Yeah, so, we've got two types of cereal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the question I have, what movie needs a cereal that doesn't have one? Uh-huh. What would the flavor be? Oh man, that's a good question. What movie does doesn't have a cereal needs one? Oh, I'm trying to think, Mark. Oh, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Did it ever have its own cereal, or was it part of its? I know it was on a cereal box. Maybe back in the day. Back. I think when Crystal Skull came out. Really? They, but I don't know if it was its own cereal or had its like part of like it was on the box. Oh, that's a good point, Mark. I actually remember. There were Indiana Jones Pop-Tarts. I remember those. And they were brown sugar. They were pretty good. Were they good? And they had little Indiana Jones designs on them. Huh. Um, I'm sure that one else... I'm, I'm really bad at this. I I, well, I just threw you on the spot. I, well, would you have one, Mark? Uh, yeah, I would do Jaws. Oh, that would be good. And it would be chum-flavored. Yeah, a chum. I like it. <laughs> so it's just a bunch of fish parts. Oh. It's all the fish parts nobody wants, and so we're going to take that and make it a cereal. <laughs> And then, and then it's like a cutout of Quint on the back. You could cut out a mask and yeah. wear it. Well, they used to do fun things with cereal. I miss those days. I feel like that's less of a thing now. I look sometimes. Yeah, I don't think anything is in cereal boxes anymore. Prizes. Yeah, those were the best. I remember 
Like they used to have, give a lot of way of cool ones. Like I remember there were a lot of Disney ones that the I liked. Disney for. had those like little figures. Yeah, those yep. were I neat. used to get those. I mean, I was all when I but now it's like even like I I think they still do like Happy Meal toys uh-huh. and stuff. But even those are kind of lame. They're like bobbleheads. Yeah, they're not always that cool. But it's like now on the cereals, it seems like it's like QR codes or yeah. It's just not the same. It's not, Mark. I actually, I did get a Happy Meal last year, um, around this time actually, because they gave away the the Halloween buckets again. Yeah. And I got, got it's my first one. I thought you were going to talk time. about the adult. Toy. Oh, I got that as well. I got Grimace. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been. I just did not like that. I was like, what? What does it look like that? Why does he have so many eyes? I, it was kind of weird. Okay, I'm going to give you a movie. You got to tell me the flavor. Okay. Okay. Um, Unforgiven. Oh, Unforgiven. Um, well, I'm going to go Brown Sugar. I think that goes well with a Western. I don't know <laughs> why. You just said that because of Indiana Jones. Yeah, I, I, I did, but it, it felt like the same thing. I also think it's because the Unforgiven case and, like, the logo is brown. You know, so It is a very thing. brown sugar. That's it, the first thing that came to my mind. That's true. When or, I wa- it actually might be alcohol-flavored because, like, whiskey yeah. or something because, you know, when he drinks whiskey, and he gets angry. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to give you a type of cereal. Okay. Chocolate-covered cherries. Chocolate-covered cherries? Yeah, I don't think so. this. If I created a cereal, this is the one I would have created. It cereal. It? Yeah. Ooh, that's really good. That'd be what I'd do. See, you did that off the top of your head. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you can throw, throw one at me now. Okay, uh, blueberry. Blueberry is... Um, uh, trying to think of something blue. Yeah. <laughs> Who's a blue character? Avatar's taken, Mark. Did they do an Avatar they did cereal? Do an, they did Avatar Kellogg's Pandora Flakes. <laughs> oh, that's stupid. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want to do Avatar anyway. I yeah, hate those yeah. movies. <laughs> uh, blue, blueberry flavored cereal. I'm going to do um, the movie The Weatherman. Oh, with yeah. Nicolas Cage. I remember that. Yeah, yeah and I'm new to because it's depressing. Uh-huh. And you're blue when you watch it. Uh-huh. That or about Schmidt. About Schmidt's depressing kind of I'd too. have to go with a depressing movie. So it's not so much blue color, but blue feeling. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I did not like About Schmidt. So. For some reason, I thought you were going to say the Truman Show cereal. Ooh, that's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Give me a movie. A movie? Oh, off the, okay. Um, how about Congo? Congo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know why. Oh man, it has to have marshmallows. Uh huh. So I'm gonna do like a chocolate marshmallow, and it's yeah. marshmallow diamonds. There you go. Yeah, and it's like, you, and then if you get maybe like a red one in there, that's <laughs> it'd be cool. Yeah, I was just thinking about the movie Congo. Congo it's weird good. that you brought that up. It is. Mark, we are on the same wavelength. We are. Yeah. So anyway, it is a new week. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to talk about movie wise? Anything going on? Yeah. Um, this is weird. That I I'm bringing this up now, but I'm actually um, I'm a I, I saw a movie that I never watched for a long time, never seen. It's been out for a few years now, mm-hmm. and it's got it stars Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks. So it stars them. Oh, Steven Spielberg directed it. He's not in it. Okay, I was like, he doesn't what? even make a cameo. I was like, um, I'm shocked. I was like, I, okay. But one of my favorite directors and one of my favorite actors, you know, yeah, together, and I I've never seen. Bridge of Spies. I was going to say, is it Bridge of Spies? Yeah, great movie. Is it good? I loved it. It was way better than I thought it was going to be. 
Because I, I just thought, oh man, what's going to be this boring I had no, government movie? I had no interest in it. Oh, it's it's thrilling. It's very good, and it's 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 just a really good movie about you know spies and it, bridges. Well, more it's more about like you know us making assumptions about other people. I think because mm-hmm. it takes place during the Cold War, and there's this guy that is a spy for the Soviet Union, and Tom Hanks is, has to defend him. You know, he's yeah, an American lawyer. I remember that. Yeah, and it's just really. It's way more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Mark Rylance, the guy who played the the the, the uh, Soviet guy, he he was fantastic in the movie. He's like great. He won the Oscar for that film, actually. Oh, really? He won best, and he totally deserved it. But yeah, if you're looking for like an underrated movie to watch, I think that one's it's really. I mean, I don't know why I doubted it because it was it's yeah. Really top I, like, I, I said I didn't have any interest. I didn't mean I thought it was going to be bad. Yeah, I just didn't. It was not a movie I wanted to see. I think you'd like it too, Mark. I, I think I own it. I'll have to check it out. I, I was okay. shocked at how much I enjoyed it. But I watched a movie I hadn't seen that's been around for a long time. What's that? Uh, Interstellar. Oh, Interstellar! I love. Finally that got down to watching Interstellar, mm-hmm. and it was really good. Yeah, I hear they're comparing it to like 2001: A Space Odyssey. I don't think that. Oh, I like it more. Oh, I, mean, I don't. I know that's not popular to say, but I like it more. <laughs> I feel like it has the same flaws, because, like, 2001 Space Odyssey is, like, where he's, like, flying through, mm-hmm. at, like, time or whatever, yeah. and his eyes keep changing. It's like, this could have been cut, like, 15 minutes. Why did this go on? So Interstellar probably could have been, too. Yeah. Uh, I really liked Interstellar, and this might be pompous of me to try and correct Christopher Nolan because like you know <laughs> he knows what he's doing I he's mean, a pretty smart guy but I Mark. didn't feel like the Matt Damon stuff <laughs> I didn't feel any of that was necessary oh really yeah I was like I was I liked I liked the story that what they're dealing with is like they go to the one planet and it's those giant waves keep hitting them yeah and I wished I, I would have preferred that it would have just been they're on these planets, and they have to... There's no real villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wasn't... I don't know that he was necessarily a villain, but... I don't know. I just... He's kind of an obstacle. He was. Yeah. Like, he thought he was doing the right thing. Uh-huh. That, that was... I just, like, I don't... This isn't adding anything to it. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, you have the big bookcase scene, which I thought was interesting. I, I, I liked it. Uh-huh. I definitely enjoyed it. I thought it was one of his better movies. I think... I think if you're going to have a director who always plays with time, uh-huh. a movie where black holes and time is a big part of it is, uh, you know, a good idea for him. Yeah. See, I, that's my favorite Christopher Nolan movie because to me, it's the most human of all his films. I could see that. I, I feel like... You do feel really sad when yeah. you Because it's like... It's heartbreaking. Like his daughter's like, they're never going to see him again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he has to go because it's like, they're... You know, everybody's gonna die. Yeah, it's yeah. like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I I, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it. We should we should rank Christopher Nolan movies one day. Oh, I got a couple. I gotta see if we do that. Yeah. What do yeah. you need to see? Still? I never have seen uh, the War One Dunkirk, and I never saw his mo- the one before Oppenheimer. Wasn't it? Tenet? Oh, Tenet. Yeah. We'll I'll have to, we'll watch that together. I don't yeah. think I've seen it yet either. I think that because I think I've seen everything else except for like he did one apparently before Memento. Oh, I've never seen that. But I've seen Memento. I've seen, uh, of course, all the Batman stuff. Yep. I saw. uh, Of course, I've seen the Prestige. (laughs) Well, that was a good one. I love Prestige. It's so great. Uh, I do have a so disappearing land. Before we yeah, (laughs) 
before we go on to anything next, yeah, I just want to ask because uh, I, I don't want to side or do. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Oh, I'm trying to think, Mark. I always forget. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. Th- what was? I feel like there was something that happened in the news, but I don't remember what it was now. And and I I I don't know. There's some cool stuff premiering at film festivals. Some trailers are coming out. Like that Aquaman? Movie. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yes, that's something we should talk about. Absolutely. Because we've been joking around how we, we, we didn't think the movie existed or something. Well, there, right? was, a, they there, lost was, like, there was like an article cover that they lost it. Yeah. yeah like got deleted. And I'm like, I don't know what's true or what's not true uh-uh. with that. And then they released a trailer. Apparently there's going to be... But uh, like I'm reading now, like they're not going to have any marketing behind it. Really? Didn't seem like that a lot. Did you think that a lot for Blue Beetle? I guess they, they didn't had post- have a lot. No. They had posters in theaters yep. for a long time, but not very many trailers. And it was kind of the same thing. You know, it's funny. I remember if we go back uh, back to April, mm-hmm. and you listen to this, I imagine you're going to hear us going. I don't know. I think Flash is going to blow everything out of the water. Yeah. I think Flash is going to be huge. So if we talk about how big of a bomb Aquaman's going to be, it could <laughs> end up becoming one of their biggest hits. It could. I mean, the first one made like over a billion dollars. People didn't loved it. The, I mean, I don't know if people loved it, but it did really well. I liked it. I don't uh-huh. know if anybody else liked it, but I liked it. I, I think a lot of people really like Jason Momoa. People like Jason Momoa. Yeah. Uh, so, I want it to succeed. I don't want anything bad. To, I, I like the characters. I like mm-hmm. Black Manta's. Like, everything about Black Manta I like. I don't read a lot of Black Manta, but he's just such a cool design. And I love that he's like, I'm going after Aquaman in that little teaser. That was yeah, cool. So I'm pretty pumped for it. I'm excited. I, I did see one thing on Twitter, though. Somebody noticed they used a shot from the first movie in that teaser. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah, like it's a scene where Aquaman's just standing on a beach. And apparently that was in the first movie. <laughs> That's really funny that they did. Man, I wonder if this will be like the next Justice League. I'm starting to worry because it seems very weird. Well, I feel like anything that's not James Gunn now uh-huh. is just... It's like they're not caring about it. Yeah, it's, kind of it's, it's it done. Yeah. I feel like that... And, I, and it's not just them, it's people too. Because yeah. everything they've released since they announced that has... And I, there's somebody I talked to who I said there was one of the movies I really liked... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Shazam. I really enjoyed the new yeah, Shazam movie. I, I thought it was too. a lot of fun. And I, I said, hey, you should go see it. And they are just like, nah, it's not connected to anything. I'll just wait. Yeah. I'm like, it can just be a good movie. It, it could be, be fun. Yeah. Oppenheimer's not connected. To, Barbie's not connected to anything. Well, Oppenheimer's connected to history. That's yeah. true. <laughs> We're living it, Mark. Oppenheimer's connected to Godzilla, it, kind of. It kind of is, yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what him and Albert were talking about when they said they started something terrible at the end. It's true. They're talking about Godzilla and Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it was so scary. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> see that, that missile they showed at the end? That was going towards Godzilla. You just didn't see it. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> that's really funny. That took me out of it. Um, okay, so I listened to your podcast. Oh, well, thanks, Mark. Which is? Uh, first in line, sponsored by Vinyl Cup Records. Which episode did you listen to? Well, I, I, tried, I actually have not finished Equalizer 3. Uh-huh. I don't know why, I just, but I listened to My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, yeah, where I talked about my favorite wedding movies. You talked about that, yeah. but you also talked about how you didn't care for the second one. Yeah, I forgot all of it. Like, so my question, yeah. <laughs> my question to you is, do you think there's a sequel that's come out of a movie 
you have a movie that's a giant hit that uh-huh. just kind of took everybody by surprise. By yeah. Big Fat Greek Wedding being one of them. Mm-hmm. And of course it's going to get a sequel. Do you think that uh, there's a movie that a sequel has come out that's hurt the reputation of the first one? Oh, that's a good question. I, I have one. Yeah. I have one too. Um, one that comes to mind, at least in my mind, I don't know if it's hurt reputation like based on like fans in general, but to me it, it took the series in a place I didn't want to go. You know, and that's that's the movie Glass, which is like a dual oh, sequel. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. Y- yeah, I, I don't think it was on the podcast. No, though. but I, I remember, it, yeah. But I mean, it was just like last week, I think, actually. I do I remember you used yeah. But I hated how anticlimactic that movie was. Yeah. And it really just, I felt like, did not do the... It made all the characters look, like, stupid, you know, and it, like the end of it did. And it was just like, that's not what I wanted to see. And it, it, when you watch Unbreakable, I think Unbreakable is still a really great movie, and so is um, Split. But it almost is like, oh, it sucks that's where it leads to, you know? Yeah. But that's one that comes to mind, like, right away, for me, at least. Yeah. yeah. Mine would be, to be honest with you, it would be The Hangover. Oh, yeah, that's a good choice. Because The Hangover, the first one, just was like, mm-hmm. people loved it. And then they released that second one, which was just a, it was like the Home Alone 2 of Hangover movies. Where it was the same movie, yeah, just in a new location, and it was so bad. <laughs> and I feel like, like since then, nobody talks about The Hangover anymore. Yeah, like you have no, all those, you don't. You have those movies that come out and they're just in the zeitgeist for so long, uh-huh. and then Hangover has. I just feel like it's just gone. It should be like Caddyshack or Ghostbusters or something. Yeah, it, it really the should first be. one was very yeah so funny. Yeah. And then after that, it's just been, like, dead. Yeah. And then they tried to do the third one, which I never watched. The third one's better than two, I well, think. I, by default, it has to Yeah, yeah it kind of does. Like, the second one is they probably... They just had to try. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You had to put it in a, you know... As long, yeah, they didn't just copy and paste. Yeah. They did go through the script and go, Las Vegas, uh, where were they in the second one? Bangkok. Bangkok, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just didn't do that, like, because... You know, this time they're in Australia. Hey, mate. Yeah. Is that a baby on your chest? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I would have liked that. I too. Uh, what about anything else that you could think of that hurts the... Oh, um... I'm trying to think of sequels that just bummed mm. me out so much that, like... Or maybe that changed the trajectory of everything. I, I don't know if there's something... I, I don't know. I feel like... Halloween Kills is one from recent that comes to mind, too. Because Halloween Kills is really underwhelming compared to Halloween 2018. And I think... I didn't watch either of those. Oh, really? See, I really like the one that's just called Halloween. The one that, like, rebooted everything. Mm-hmm. That was great. And then you find out they're making a trilogy. And it's like, oh, at the end of that, I was excited, you know? And I think a lot of people felt this way. And you get to the second one, and it just... Wastes a bunch of time. Oh, I got one. And I got it's a big just, one. I think it killed the momentum of that trilogy. I really do. Did they release the third one? Yeah, they did. And it, but it, honestly, after Kills, I was like, I don't care. Like you know, no, it was like, that bad. Yeah, huh? yeah, it was just really underwhelming, and it was stupid. But and the third one's actually better than the second one. I think ends is, but it has like it still has some stupid stuff in it. That's like, ah, oh, why'd they do that? I bet you can guess what mine is going to be. My next one. It's what I complain about all the time. It is, Mark? Yeah. Oh, oh, I know. I think it's 
Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. I, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, I don't feel think people care as much about Star Wars, honestly. Well, I, I don't know about that, because I actually I saw somebody who had a Kylo Ren license plate. Really? So, I think, I mean, and it could be this generation Star Wars movies. Oh, yeah. Like, like apparently, when kids, when you if you were a kid when the prequels came out, that's what they think of as their Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Yeah. But, man... I hated that. It was one of those things where I have to retroactively go back and dislike the other two. Oh, I don't feel that way. I, well, I, I liked all of them, I guess. Well, I thought <laughs> I thought the second one, the one everybody hated, yeah, that got better reviews. I thought that one was good. Uh-huh. There was it was flawed. It had some problems, but I enjoyed it and it brought something new to it. I feel like we've talked. Oh, we, maybe it might have been off mic, though. I know oh. we've talked about it, but... But, yeah, that that is my big one. It's got to be Rise of Skywalker. And where I was just like, this is so bad. I, yeah, I... What I, about the Hobbit movies? Oh, so for me, Mark, those are interesting, because I think... I think two is the best one, actually. Of, uh, uh, see, I disagree. I think the first one's the best of the Hobbit. See, I think the first one's good. I think two is great, and I think three's underwhelming. Three is definitely the weakest link. Yeah. But that's the thing. The original trilogy of that... Yeah, it's so it's good. so solid. Yeah. Beginning to end, it's mm-hmm. like perfect. And I think the third one's the best one of the original trilogy. Or I guess it's not really the original trilogy, because actually it's technically the sequels in the books, but... It's like, for the, yeah, it's like Star Wars. Yeah. I... I I agree, but the, like you know, the first one just sort of has that non-ending uh-huh. that it's hard to separate them. It is. It's yeah. hard. To, it's hard to look at those as like three different movies. It's, You're right. Yeah, because it is such one long. Like Star Wars has each movie has a beginning, middle, and end. Yep. Yep. Where the Lord of the Rings movies don't necessarily. No, nope. You're right, Mark. But uh, gosh, those are so good. Oh, I know. Man, I miss that. That was like. Going to see that in theaters and just... I See, I didn't see them in theaters. I, man, I wish I could have. I went but... midnight showings. Uh-huh. It was like you would just get to the end and like, I have to I, I have to wait another year. Yeah. And then that next one would come out and be like... And then he got to the last one and be like, it's over. It was mm-hmm. like it was like an event. It was it was something special. Yeah. That it, is cool. It was great. I can't think of anything like quite like that. No, I mean, I, I, it's probably one of those things that's just special for the time, and you don't you, it, things like that. They, they they happen only once, you know. It kind of yeah. It's it, it's it's kind of unfortunate because you want to relive that stuff, you know. I need to watch them again. They're really good. That. I'd like to rewatch them again at some point too. I just I watch them. I watch them probably. I try and watch them at least once a year. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nice. And I just watched. Uh, uh, I watched them like last Christmas. That's a good time to watch them, because that's when they came out, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have certain holiday movies. You know what I watch? I remember one year, it was Thanksgiving, and like it was like we were done eating. And you know, like you get that time on Thanksgiving where you're just kind of like doing your own thing. And you're full, yeah. Yeah, like right, I went I went to a room, and I turned on TNT, and they were playing all the Star Wars movies. That's a good time so, to watch them. Yeah, yeah, so now like every Thanksgiving is like I watch Star Wars well, it's funny because when they brought out the new trilogy, ever since then, now when Christmas rolls around December, it's like it kind of feels like it's time to watch Star Wars again. Like to me, it does. Well, they're such yeah, they are. They are such a good family. Like it's something the whole family can get into. Yep, yep. Like I remember the first one, the the new ones came out, and I bought tickets for my me and my dad. And my mom was like, "What about me? Really? I want to go." Yeah. yeah. So I had to take my mom, which was really funny. 
So there's the old man at the beginning that they get the the uh, the, the code or whatever where the map. Yeah, it was Max von Sydow, yeah. a really big actor. And when that he was on screen, my mom would lean over to me and she's like, "Is that Obi Wan Kenobi?" <laughs> like, mom, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then like later on, they go to that one like. Kind of like the cantina. Uh-huh. With all, and there's like a really big guy. My mom's like, is that Jabba the Hutt? Mom, he's dead. <laughs> and like somebody else was like, so like, she's like, is that going to be Darth Vader? I'm like, all these people are dead. I thought you knew this movie. You said you wanted to go. Anyway. Oh, I, I love that. I really love The Force Awakens. I know a lot of people, um, you know, they kind of poop on it now. I liked it. I still think it's great. And when that movie came out, kind of like you were saying with Lord of the Rings... When that movie came out, that was so cool. Like, it just felt like Star Wars was cool again. You know, everybody was excited about Star Wars. Because there for a long time, everybody was mad at Star Wars because of the prequels, you know, and stuff. And it just felt so good That's to go the, to a theater man. opening. And maybe it's because I never experienced that until then. Yeah. Going to, like, a Star Wars movie opening night. That was, like, so amazing. That's, I will say, okay, in that in response to that statement. Yeah. I feel the same way about, um... The special editions. Oh, yeah? Because, uh, yeah, our, my friend, you know Ross, our friend Ross. Uh-huh. I think you know him. He was working at, this is back when, you know, they were both working at radio stations. So, uh-huh. Uh, so he got free passes to go see him at this big movie theater called River Hills. It's no longer there. It's by uh, where Wells Fargo Arena is now. Oh, I've heard yeah. of it, Mark. Yeah, it was huge. It had, like, these giant screens. Uh-huh. And I go in there, and the whole place was packed to the walls really yeah and it was like I, I i couldn't even sit with the person i went with that's how many like that's how sold out it was and it was like i had seen the movies but i never like experienced them yeah so it's like when everybody craps on the special editions, i think of that and i have like i don't People know i had them. never seen anything like it yeah. like it was like it was. It was like an event. It was like something bigger than a movie yeah uh and so that, yeah i'm with you in that sense where when I saw the special edition for the first time, I was almost like, "That's what I went to." Is like that feeling, uh-huh. which I mean, older people they they could see it in theaters, which but I didn't. Mm-hmm. But I got to see the special edition in the theater, so I had that. It's special, and I think Star edition. Wars. It is. It, it, Star Wars is so cool. Yeah, that's the thing about it is it's it's not so. It's like Saturday Night Live. Uh huh. Like everybody's gonna be like, well, it was it, it's bad now, but it was good then. Yeah. But it's also like, well, that's when you saw it. That's when you experienced mm-hmm. it for the first time. Somebody coming into it now is gonna be like, no, Kylo Ren's the best, and uh, Poe, and blah blah blah. And oh, they're I, wrong. Well, Those people are wrong. I'm not trying to uh, say they're right, but they they're allowed to think that, even though they're wrong. Yeah, yeah, and I I think well, I think there are gonna be a lot of people who, like you're saying, kids now who saw those movies. That was like their first exposure to Star Wars. I think there's gonna be a lot of people that say The Last Jedi is their favorite movie. I it really will do. Be. I I think that movie. There's something about that film. Every time I watch <laughs> yeah. it, it gets a little bit better. Ugh. And I think I think it's gonna age really well. I really do. I I just I think How it does some How long does it things. take for a movie to age well? It might be a while, Mark. It might be another ten years. <laughs> but I, I I just think I was it's. Gonna say, I was gonna make a bet with you. But. I think it's a bold film. Like I really do, and I what? think. Oh, yeah. How so? Oh, it just does some things that I think, like, with... Do you mean by copying Return of the Jedi? It, well, it kind of more copies Empire Strikes Back, wouldn't you say? No, at the end, is totally the end of Return of the Jedi. I guess that's true. Because they, they bring... They have... they have uh, What's-her-face? Ray there, mm-hmm. fighting the Emperor, 
watching this. Oh. And he's like, all your friends are going to die. Yeah. None of it made any sense. Oh, well, no, I'm talking about not Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, no, the middle one. I agree yeah. with you on that one. Yeah. No, 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 Rise of Skywalker isn't very bold. It, it is yeah. copy-paste. You're right about that, Mark. No, that's just it. Yeah. And that's why I like that Rise of Skywalker, because it did new things. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think we've had this conversation on here before. And, <laughs> and everybody talks about Star Wars. Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> but anyway, uh, was there anything else you wanted to bring up before? Um, I think I got everything, Mark. Okay, well, before we get into the, the pitch, <laughs> mm-hmm. we do have our contest going on. Yeah. It's, uh, where can they find it? Uh, pitch Intense Pod on Instagram. So, what we do is we're posting a picture. All you have to do is comment. It's, uh, it's for, uh, Scary Movies. Mm-hmm. Just tell us which cartoon you think would go good with what horror movie. For example, I did a pitch where it was uh, pretty much Scooby-Doo and Scream. It was a slasher Scooby-Doo. Jacob did one where it was Rugrats with Child's Play. Yeah. So we want to know what you think. So go to our Instagram. Oh, Pitch Intense Pod. And let us know what, what movies you want to see. So. And if you do it, you'll earn diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Should Johnny Bravo be an American Psycho? I would like that. I think that would work. Or Top Cat? <laughs> top Cat with American Psycho? Like, that's what he has to be to become, like, a Top Cat? Uh, that, that would be funny. Yeah. Or, or I could just see Johnny Bravo going over to Christian Bale. What's that guy's name in the movie? His house? His apartment? Oh, Patrick Bateman. Patrick Bateman's just annoying him, you know? Like, <laughs> that's what Johnny Bravo did a lot of times. Ruining things? Yeah. And what about like, you like Huey Lewis in the news? Yogi the Bear <laughs> and the Cocaine Bear. Oh, I would like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Boo Boo's there too. The Animaniacs and the Alien. Oh, Mark. Oh, speaking of Animaniacs, did Tiny Toons just come back? I don't know if it's back yet, but I know they're coming back. Okay, people were mad about it. Really? Yeah, because because. <laughs> because Buster and Babs are now brother and sister, apparently. Oh. And people are mad about that. Really? Yeah. I mean, they used to have a running joke in the old one Mm -hmm. where they would say, uh, you know, Buster Bunny and Babs Bunny, no relation. Uh Uh-huh. But apparently now they're... So people... I guess people are mad. Oh. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I... Yeah. (laughs) Does it matter? I think it's okay, Mark. Yeah. But they could be in a horror movie, too. What would you put them in? Oh, man. Um, Puppet Master? I don't know why. Puppet Master? I've never even seen that one. I just threw one out there. (laughs) Children of the Corn? Oh, there you go. So, okay. Uh, Well, yeah, so go to the podcast. Make sure you tell us. And the ones we like the most, we are going to write a pitch based on that pairing. Mm -hmm. So make make sure you're doing that and you'll get your pitch read on the air. And if you'd like to have a pitch right on the air, uh, sign up for the Patreon, and we will, uh, you know, you can give us a pitch, and we will share that on the air. We've done that, that one can be anything. That yeah, could be anything yeah. you want, unless it's, like, super racist and crazy. Yeah, but yeah, we're true. probably not going to do that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, you are prepared for your, mm-hmm. are you nervous? Oh, this, I, I don't know why I'm nervous, but I do think this idea might kind of catch you by surprise, Mark. Because I don't think I've ever talked to you about this movie. We never really have had a reason to talk about this Is it Remains of the Day? No, no. My Dinner with Andre? No, I've never seen that, actually. I've never seen either one of those movies. Do you know what My Dinner with Andre is about? 
I, no, I know it's about a dinner with Andre, and that's about it's, it. Uh, it's literally just two people sitting in a booth talking to each other. Really? It's the whole movie. And it's the guy from Princess Bride, right? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, the, yeah, it's um, Andre the Giant. Oh, <laughs> that would be really good. For an hour and a half, <laughs> sitting there talking to a guy. Is it legitimately that good, or is it like, oh, it's just funny to say, like, you should watch this movie? I mean, the, the guy, the guy, the way he, the whole, okay. <laughs> I have watched it, and pretty much the idea is this Andre guy... Um, he, he's been away for a very long time, and he's been uh-huh. traveling the world. Yeah. And the other character goes to meet him, and uh, the idea is he just tells these stories uh-huh. about what he's seen and what he's experienced, and he and it's like so engrossing that it actually feels like like you're kind of like really into like what he's saying. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's I kind of want to watch it just to see it. It, it is. I, w- I would recommend it. Like, uh-huh. I mean, it's not a... Like I said, it's literally a movie about two people sitting in a chair talking to each other. Really? But, I mean, that's what the first 15 minutes of Inglorious Bastards is. It and is, that scene's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's, like, the best scene of the movie. Oh, so. it's great. Yeah. So... So tense. Yeah, I know. Like, the whole movie could have been that. Uh-huh. I, uh, I, I, would, I would be interested. I mean... If you ever have a chance, I'd check it out. And then I could write a pitch, another dinner with Andre. More dinner with Andre. <laughs> yeah. like, or, or breakfast with Andre or something. Whoa, what happened the night I before? That's the thing. Dinner like, and then breakfast. You figure oh. it out as they're having the conversation. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> By dinner with Andre too. this time it's personal. Yeah. The yeah. bloodening. Uh, <laughs> all right, you ready? Yep. Okay. All right, so we're th- speaking of legacy sequels... This one is throwing it back. You know, I know we were talking about Star Wars, and this one, this one goes back a ways uh, to my childhood. One of my favorite animated movies growing up. I wrote a sequel to it. Um, when I, did you write this sequel? What? Did you just write this, or did you do it before? Did I just write this? Yeah, like, have you thought about this sequel uh, for a while? Uh, I've had ideas, but never has really panned out. Is it a goofy movie? Because you've already done it. It's not a goofy movie, okay. no. It's something else. It's... Uh, I'm actually doing a sequel to Charlotte's Web. Whoa. Yeah. And um, so when I was a kid, I loved that movie. The anime. I like the remake a lot, too, the live-action one. I think it's really good. But when I was a kid, I watched the, the cartoon one. I think Paramount made it, I mm-hmm. believe, over and over and over again. And I, I loved it a lot. I just love – I've always loved farm animals, you know, and – I always thought it was cool that they had a story. It's a very Iowa thing to say. It is. And it's, that's why, why I liked it so much, because it feels very Iowa. Do they go to the Iowa State Fair in it? They go to a state fair. They don't say it's the Iowa one. We don't know what state they're in? Uh-uh. It's no. one of those? Okay. And there actually is, um, fun fact, there is a Charlotte's Web 2. Um, it's like a direct-to-DVD sequel. So remember Oh, I Disney, think I remember that, yeah. Yeah, when Disney was making all those direct-to-DVD sequels, Paramount made one as well, Mark, and it was it was Charlotte's Web 2. But this one, this one, I don't know, that one could potentially be in the universe of this movie, and it could not. It could ignore it just as easy, you know. So um, I do think this is kind of a direct sequel to the animated movie. And I'm sorry if some, some of my animal science is off, but, hey, the original one has a... A, 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 a spider like making you know words so and they all speak english so i think i think if the, your animals are speaking english you kind of have to let it slide you do yeah but uh so th- this story jumps in time quite a bit from the first film um the last few years had been really hard on wilbur the pig many of his friends had uh in the barn had grown old and passed away Farmer Zuckerman and his wife had both grown older, and some time has passed, 
and things around the farm just have kind of fallen by the wayside, you know? Things aren't the same as they used to be. Mm-hmm. Two of Charlotte's children from the first film had died after giving birth, just like their mother. You know, that's kind of a cycle of life with a lot of spiders, you know. Um, Some spiders eat their mom. I, I, I know. Thankfully, Charlotte got away. There's before. a horror movie pitch for you. It could have been. Charlotte's hard. Web and, I guess, baby spiders. Her baby okay. daughters. But Joy was Charlotte's only child left on Zuckerman's farm. Wilbur, now 13, an old pig, spends most of his days sleeping and spending time with the, the final daughter of Charlotte. Wilbur, once again, had gone back to his days of worry because Joy had now become pregnant, and this would mean she would probably pass away too after laying her eggs. Joy had inherited many nurturing qualities from her mother, and just like Charlotte, she would always comfort Wilbur and tell him that even in hard times, things would always get better. She always assured him that no matter what happened, things at the end of the day would be okay. And even if she died, Wilbur shouldn't worry. It's just part of life. Then, on a dark and stormy night, Wilbur is awoken by thunder outside the barn. Templeton the rat, who's in the first movie, if you Mm -hmm. remember him. He's one of the only animals left over from the old days. Runs over into Wilbur while Wilbur's sleeping and lets him know that Joy and her children... Joy just had her children in the egg sack and um, Wilbur needs to hurry because there might not be much time left. Wilbur runs into the other part of the barn where Joy was and she had already passed away. All was left was the egg sack. Wilbur knew that like with Charlotte and her other kids, he must take care of the egg sack before all the spiders leave. Then a little while later, kind of like we saw in the first movie, all those baby spiders fly away, but this time they all leave, leaving Wilbur by himself. Mm. It's really, I know we got a really sad start. Then we get a title card two years later, so it flashes into the future a little bit. Wilbur is now 15, which I, I read actually, domesticated pigs leave to about, live to like 15, somewhere in there. Yeah. You know, Wilbur's kind of grown depressed. Templeton is now the only animal left in the barn besides him. We picked so up. So they didn't have, there's like, they're, they didn't get new animals? like nope. It's just the two of them? Yeah, just the two of them. Zuckerman's really old. And we pick up this part of the story. Actually, Farmer Zuckerman has passed away. Fern from the first story, who you might remember was Philbert, was the person who saved Wilbur, the little girl. Yeah, okay, the girl. Yep. Because Dad was going to get him with an axe. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a hardcore opening move <laughs> scene. My, my, my opening's pretty intense, too. I mean, it got a lot of death in it right off the No, back. but I mean, nothing beats like just taking your lead character and having a guy go, It has to be done. Yeah. He's small. <laughs> He's the runt. That's <laughs> true, Mark. So, so Name another kids' movie where that salad begins. Oh, man. Like, if that's how Goofy movie began, and, like, uh-huh. he was taking Max out to the garage with an axe. To sacrifice him. Yeah. I don't think he was sacrificing him. <laughs> yeah. I think he just said, you're too small, Max. Come along with me. <laughs> you're the runt. Sorry, Thomas, the cha- tank engine. We wanted a blue or green one. I'd take you to the scrapyard. <laughs> that, that was always the threat in that show, Mark. Really? Sir Topham Hat would be like, I'll have to take you to the scrapyard. You've caused confusion and delay. I remember he would say that Whoa. all the time. Oh, man. Sir Topham Hat, what a guy. Okay, but so this is a, a couple years down the line. Farmer Zuckerman has passed away, and Fern from the first movie has not been home in a long time. She had become a vet and moved to the city, but decided to move back home to take care of her Aunt Zuckerman, who needed more help than ever after her husband had passed. 
And because her health is kind of failing too, you know. What, uh, real quick, I'm sorry. What year does this book? What year did these take place? In? So I think the original one. It, so the book was written in the 50s. So I think it's supposed to take place in the 50s. So it's quite a while ago. Is it the 50s? Yeah. So, I didn't know if it was before the 50s. Before maybe it is. It could is be that, the 30s. Like, I thought or the maybe 40s. it was like 20s or. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. Anyway, but, but, I was just kind of curious. I was trying to think of what time we were in. It's it's a while ago. Cause I I did it based on the original movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and no, that's the, fine. The new movie actually does modern times though, or does at it? least modern for 2007. I think was when it came out. So it's modern. It's 2007 when that one. I think so, if I remember right. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Oh really? Yeah. The the pig is gonna go viral and. <laughs> yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. I no, I didn't do that, Mark. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. No, I, I don't like that. I've never seen that, but I don't like that. Okay. <laughs> That'd be funny. Talk <laughs> big. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, Fern, who now moves back home or to her aunt and uncle's house, uh, luckily had a job at a small clinic in town where she could continue her vet practice. Open up. So she's going to move in at the farm and take a smaller job. You know, at a smaller place. But things are things are are keep moving that way. So times were tough. But Wilbur loved seeing Fern again. It brought him joy to reunite with his old friend. But many worries still laid ahead. Things on the farm were not the same, and he overheard Fern talking about financial troubles. She might have to sell the farm and move into someplace smaller with her aunt. Obviously, this would mean Wilbur wouldn't be able to be with Fern. He might get shipped off to who knows where. Wilbur wasn't sure what to do. That night, he looked up to the stars and talked to Charlotte, something he did quite frequently especially when he felt troubled. When she was alive, she always had a way of bringing comfort to Wilbur. That night, an anthill formed outside of the barn. The next day, Wilbur went out to see it, and an ant larger than a normal one, so maybe like one the size of a spider, climbed out of the hill as Wilbur was examining the hill. Who are you and what is this, Wilbur said. Kind of looks like one of them scorpions, Templeton said. My name is Atticus, and... (laughs) Where did you get Atticus from? I just thought it'd be a good name for an ant. And plus, it's from To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, I knew it was for... Yeah. It's like, was this a To Kill a Mockingbird reference? Or... Uh, it could be, since back to literature and stuff, yeah. you know? No, I was just, I was like, shocked that you went with the name Atticus. Yeah. I'm like, what? I just thought it fit an animal. And plus, I always thought Charlotte was kind of a pretty dignified name for a spider. I think that's so, the idea. She's I, pretty dignified it, as a character. Yep, yeah, and that's what I wanted for an ant, too. Because I think Atticus, you kind of think somebody who's... Got yeah. it together. It's a little bit old schooler name. Yeah. You know? And it, his kids probably call him Atticus. Yeah, yeah. He's a dad. Yeah, it's always, I always thought that was weird. But I'm an aunt, and this is my me and my family's home. Eek, Templeton said, what a place to live. Atticus said, that's very rude coming from you, rat. Wilbur said, I don't think I've ever met one of you before. My name is Wilbur. <laughs> so, and then, um, uh, uh, Templeton says, look at those pinchers. They're probably filled with poison. He's come to sedate you, Wilbur. Sedate me, Wilbur said. And he said it, he sounded worried. Because in the first one, Wilbur um, has a scene where he's worried Charlotte's going to suck his blood. Yeah, know? I remember. Yeah. And, and then you know, he gets all woozy. And she shows him what she does with flies. <laughs> yeah, he always made so, sounds like that. So it's kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he kind of does that again. No, no, Atticus said. I built a home here because it seems like a safe place. It's a very quiet area, a place where me and my family can stay for some time to come. Do you mind if I stay? Well, remember the last time a bug stayed, and he was hesitant, but he learned from Charlotte 
among a lot of things, to never judge a book by its cover. Even though some pestering, even though there was some pestering from Templeton, Wilbur agreed to let Atticus stay and his whole family as well. Over the next couple of weeks, Wilbur and Atticus get to know each other. Like Wilbur, Atticus is also older in age. In fact, he's actually older than Wilbur, and he's seen a lot. Wilbur keeps uh, bringing up, and, and that's why he has so many kids in an anthill too, is because he's, he's been around, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just saying, doesn't this the queen lay the eggs? I know. I, I didn't think about that until I was done writing this story, Mark. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's about, like I say, some of my animals. It's about an English teaching spider and a talking pig. <laughs> yeah, thing. that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wilbur keeps bringing up Atticus, uh, bringing up to Atticus his issues about the farm being sold someday soon and how they might lose their home. Like Charlotte did, Atticus cared a lot for Wilbur. He tells Wilbur not to worry, and he's always very comforting. You know, he's similar. And um, he, he, he also told Wilbur he's planning something that maybe could truly help the farm. Mm-hmm. So the next day, Fern goes out to feed Wilbur, and where she sees, written in the ground with sticks and stones and, like, a bunch of other things, that's still some pig. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Fern couldn't believe it. She thought back to when she was a kid... And she thought about the spider who helped Wilbur. Because she was actually one of the only people who knew about Charlotte. Everybody else thought Wilbur was just a magic pig, you know? Yeah. And, but Fern knew. I always... Not to interrupt you, but I, that was always my problem with those movies. Mm-hmm. It's like, it says some pig. And they're yeah. like, it's just an ordinary brown spider. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, the spider's on spelling it. <laughs> it's true. I mean, just, you know... Pig all the I've time. always wondered that. Like, why... If I had seen that, I'd be like, what is the spider like with pink so much? Yeah. What is going on here? Should we separate them? I know. I'd bring the spider inside to write notes for me. Like, I would too, Mark. Hey, how do you spell this word, Charlotte? I never understood why they they thought Wilbur was so great when it's the spider doing all the work. Yeah, I know. Like, it's in the spider web. It is. You know? Anyway. It's funny that... Yeah. I actually like this more because Wilbur could put the sticks together. Yeah, exactly. So much like, um, so um, much like in the first movie. Uh, well, sorry, I got ahead of myself. But that was many years ago, and this was just not a web. This was a collage made of items on the ground. Did Wilbur do this? Was he a miracle pig after all? Fern thought. But that was many years ago. Oh, sorry. Much like the first movie. Fern alerts the paper in town, and they cover the story. Over the next few days, we see people come to the farm to see Wilbur's new miracle. Words being written into the ground. So things are going to get a lot better for the farm. Fern uh, and Wilbur see some, you know, things looking up after this. Kind of like in the first film, after Wilbur's worried he's going to get slaughtered, you know, because that's the idea for the first one. Yeah. Um, he, uh, you know, he, things start to look up for a while. With people, people are visiting, and the place is getting a lot of attention. Maybe there was some hope to save the farm. But Fern's brother Avery, who is now a successful businessman, comes in with plans for the farm. He wants to turn the farm into an outdoor venue. Maybe like a place for concerts or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. He pitches Fern this amazing idea that she would be, and she, he, he hoped she'd be in on it, and they would make maybe a ton of money in the future. You know, we could take this property our family owns and do something really great. But obviously, Fern, she's really sentimental. She's hesitant. You know, she doesn't want to just tear down a family farm. And she loves the, the kind of like the humble beauty of the place, you mm-hmm. know. Wilbur overhears this as Avery gets into his car, and it really upsets him. 
He tells Atticus. Atticus also looks troubled for an ant, which is so funny. <laughs> he knows this would mean the destruction of his home and all his kids could be put in danger. Over the next two weeks, Atticus and his ants hatch a plan. They end up making a huge ant town overnight. So this is what I kind of pictured. I pictured, you know, how... Yeah, have you ever seen like one of those small train sets? Mm-hmm. And they have like the town, like at the Iowa State yeah. Fair. Even like one of those Christmas sets, you know, mm-hmm. you get. That's kind of my picture. They build this huge town mm-hmm. in, in, in the back, the back by the barn. Yeah. So it's really cool. It's got all these moving parts. Fern comes outside the next morning and she's amazed. This is like even cooler than words. Like what the heck even happened? <laughs> cooler happens? than words? Oh, yeah. It's, it's way cooler than, than, than some, some pig. And the next town, uh, the next day, more people flock to the farm to see this amazing miracle, you know, including her brother. Her brother gets in front of all the people and explains, while this is impressive, wouldn't they all rather have something big that would attract people into the town? Something like a music venue? And a voice pipes up from the crowd. This is already pretty impressive, the voice says. And I've seen a lot of impressive things in my time. He goes up, uh, the brother, uh, this guy that, you know, said this, goes up to the brother and introduces himself as Ryan Grayson. He works for National Geographic. Whoa. Yeah. Ryan gets closer, um, what, sorry. Ryan gets closer to the ant town and he notices that the ants in the village aren't just any normal ant either. They're actually a very rare endangered ant. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And the guy from National Geographic, he says, you can't tear down this town. You can't tear down this farm. In fact, this place is now protected because of this ant being in danger. Protected my butt, Avery says. Whoa, Avery. Yeah, I know. Sir, if you do anything to this, I'll have to report you. I've got contacts from around the world, and you'll never be able to build music video venues anywhere ever again if you put this wildlife, or should I say bug life, in danger. It's still wildlife. Uh, it, it is. You're right, so this news scares off Fern's brother, and everybody that's there kind of turns against him. He gets to his car and drives his way. Drives away. The farm is saved, and this is how I have the movie ending. The movie ends with Wilbur, Templeton, and the ants all living in harmony. As time goes on, Fern collects more animals to bring into the farm, and it becomes just like it used to be. It's kind of like a farm place. That preserves animals, you know. Yeah, because ferns was always into that. Obviously, yeah, it, like it's a preserve. Yeah, it's kind of like great, that's a great idea. Yeah, I think it'd be a good arc for her character, you know. Yeah, and she kind of that's what she grew into. Wilbur gets to live the later parts of his life in peace now with a lot of friends, and the movie ends with a view of the farm at night, and you see the stars, and then some pig is spelled out above the farm. Oh, yeah, I love it. Oh, thanks, Mark. Uh, I have one note. Well, I'm going to change how you end it. Really? Since we decided it's the 1950s, mm-hmm. uh, war with Russia breaks out. Oh, no. And nuclear winter. Yes. So, yes. So, now it's the end of the world. And no, everybody's starving. And Wilbur looks to to Avery and's like, eat me. You need me. And now's the time. So, it's like a full circle for that. Like, <laughs> This is why he was spared. Yeah. Was so that she could live now. So, so she ends up eating Wilbur. Oh, Mark, no! 
<laughs> no, that's, I'm only gonna greenlight it if you agree to that ending. Okay. Oh, you you like that ending? I suppose it is character development for Wilbur. That's true. He learned to sacrifice. He's kind of a baby. Yeah. He kind of he is a little whiny, honestly. Yeah. It's like, dude, they're just gonna kill and eat you. Yeah. Relax. It's a circle. I like how some of the animals in the first one tell him that they're like, it's just the circle of life, Wilbur. You know. But one thing I always like oh, about. I'm gone. I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah. The goose. Uh, that she's dead now, Mark. Um, but probably you know, eaten. Yeah, maybe I. But I always thought as a kid it was cool how Wilbur lived, and I, I didn't want to kill Wilbur in this story. I was like, I still want him to have a happy ending, and this time I want the bugs to stay with them. For goodness' sake, I don't want them to fly away. You know, like you know. Yeah. But I, st- I just, I don't know. It's just something I was thinking about because I loved that story so much as a kid, and and um. I really like it. I think you did a clever thing with the ants spelling out. I was not expecting uh-huh. to go with the spelling, keep that going. So, and I like the idea that they did something different than that. Like they build it up, uh-huh. and it's so. I I got to green light it, okay, even without smart. the nuclear winner scene at the end. <laughs> yeah, I have to green light it. I think you did a good job, Jacob. Nuclear winner. Yeah. <laughs> Alternate ending. I still think it's a better ending no, because it's like. You know, it's pretty dark. It's it well, it's it's poetic. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> I mean, want to be killed and eaten, and that ends up that he has to be killed and eaten mm-hmm. for his friend to survive. You know what I'd call that one? Mm. Old Man Wilbur. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Charlotte's Web of Death. Yeah, yeah. I I thought about calling this one either something to do with Atticus, or maybe maybe just calling it Some Pig, or yeah. The problem I was thinking is like, or Charlotte's, Charlotte's not even in the movie. Yeah. Wasn't the other one Charlotte's Miracle? Oh, maybe. That might have been. I feel like it was. Um, I liked it, though. You oh, couldn't thanks, call Mark. Atticus as anything. Nobody would know how to pronounce that. <laughs> it's true. But Some Pig, I think, is a good title. I like Some Pig. Yeah. I like it. I, I, give, you a, I give you a green... Uh, a green... I give you a thumbs up. <laughs> a green flag. I give you a green light, thanks, I guess is what I was trying to say. <laughs> so... Very good pod or very good uh, pitch this week, Jacob. Oh, thanks. So before we go, uh, reminder: make sure you like and share this with your friends. We want to get to the golden pitch. Yeah. How many do we need for the golden pitch? I think it's fifty million. So yeah, we we're need, getting there though. Yeah, we are. We only we're only about four hundred four uh, forty nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety away. So that's think, pretty good. But I think rounding up, you're like almost halfway there. I think so. Yeah. So anyway, make sure you share this. The golden pitch, the one that started it all. It is a. Uh, I'm not going to tell you, but it is a movie that's paired with another property, and I think we think would work perfect. I think it's genius, Mark. It is genius. It's yeah. so genius. I can't believe it hasn't been done. Yeah, it's actually true. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what are you sleeping on this for, guys? Yeah, and the thing is. They could make it happen if they wanted Easy. to. Easy. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> anyway. So make sure you're uh, liking this, subscribe, or sharing. Make sure we get that so everybody can enjoy it. And then if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's... Pitch Intense Pod. Do our contest. Yes, our contest. We want to do that. We're excited. And also, what's, um, what's the name of your review podcast if they want to listen? Oh, First in Line, sponsored by Vinyl Cup Records. I might be doing something kind of unique in a few days. I don't want to say Are what Are you not seeing yet. a movie this week? Uh, not exactly, because i got a lot of stuff going on. But I got something special up my sleeve. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. 
We got. Are you gonna go see uh, Expendables Four next week? Oh, I plan to. Yeah, I, I forgot gonna... that was coming out so soon. Yeah, it's next week. Yeah. <laughs> and then what's after that? Uh, something after that that I wanted to see. I can't remember what it is. Was it? Uh, I can't remember. Mark. I don't Sorry. know. <laughs> but we'll have to go because I got free passes because Barbie got canceled. Yeah, it did, but Expendables won't. No, they yeah. can't do that. Yeah. They're expendable. <laughs> anyway, that is it for this week. Thank you so much. Make sure you like and subscribe. Share with your friends, and also. Um, Get onto our Instagram and uh, give us your idea for a horror movie pitch with a classic cartoon. Oh, yeah. Pitch Intense Pod. Tom and Jerry with uh, It, Pennywise. I think that's an idea. That could work. All right. So Peggy Hill it, with Michael Meyer. Oh. We got a great one. <laughs> yeah. we, got, we got one that we're going to start working on here soon. But <laughs> anyway, thank you so much uh, for listening. Uh, that I am Mark. I'm Jacob. And go to the movies.